Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us all here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021, and we continue our catechesis in the Book of Acts and the Book of Romans. All right, good to see you checking in there, Grace, Don and Karen, Eileen and Gus. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's say our memory verse together. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in mercy. Micah 7, verse 18. And our psalm is Psalm 119, now Zayin and Hate. So that's verse 49 and following. Remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. The insolent utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your just decrees from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your just and righteous decrees. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is continuation of St. Paul's letter to the Church of Rome, now chapter 3, beginning in verse 21. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith, to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His forbearance God has Passed, had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, and that he might be just and the justifier of the one 
who has faith in Jesus. What is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, and of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. All right, so this is similar to what Paul does in Galatians, where he describes the law, um, the, the old covenant, by way of being a tutor or an instructor that uh, watches over or guards us until Christ comes. But, but its purpose leads to Christ, right? It doesn't take the place of Christ, or it's not a substitute, or there's like two ways of salvation, one by way of law and one by way of gospel. No. Salvation never came by way of law, always through the promise, always through Christ Jesus, right? Who is given to all, both Jew and Gentile? I really like this first paragraph. It reminds me of uh, Dr. Nagel's famous maxim, um, uh, who, is the, who is the subject of the sentence and thus who is the one doing the verbs, right? And you know, I emphasized it in the way I re- read it, but I think it's there. It's in the text. Um, it's all uh, first person, no, second, third person, singular, <laughs> masculine, right? Him, his, referring to, of course, um, God, right? God through Jesus Christ. Right, so God set forth as a propitiation. God, the subject, set forth, he's the one doing the verb, of his blood, right, through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, right, because of his forbearance, he's the one doing the forbearing. God had passed over, God passed over sins that were previously committed to demonstrate who's the one doing it, God, at the present time, his righteousness, right, that he, who's the one, who's the subject, God, might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. It's all gift, and it's all from God, and it's all of him, right? Uh, none of it is our doing, right? So then that's why Paul can ask this question in verse 27, what is the boasting then? It's excluded. You got nothing to boast of, right? Except for maybe um, boasting Christ, I suppose. All right, catechesis on um, Acts 11. Let's read it first here. Now, the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained it to them in order uh, from the beginning, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, an object descending like a great sheet, lit down from heaven by four corners. And it came to me, and when I observed it intently and considered, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God has cleansed you must not call common. Now this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, we, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in uh, his house, who said to him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. 
who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. All right. Well said, Peter. Okay, quite a bit of summary here, so summary of the last two days. So that's, that's fair enough. Uh, what happened when Peter came up to Jerusalem, of course? Those of the circumcision contended with him, all right. Um, and of course, that means those um, who had previously been Jews. What was their accusation? Of course, Peter went in um, went to this uncircumcised men and ate with them. What, is, what, is it, what do they mean by referring to the eating? Well, Peter had um, <laughs> eaten the Lord's Supper with the newly baptized, just as they had done on the day of Pentecost. That's what it's referring to. So it's re- referring to table fellowship here. Um, and uh, also, I think their accusation has behind it, like we talked about in Bible study on Sunday, um, that the, if to eat with an uncircumcised person is, is uh, they're accusing him of some kind of idolatry. Right? So it's a pretty strong accusation. Uh, what does Peter do? He defends himself with the truth, right? He explains to them by recounting the events. Um, notice there's some words that changed. There's some words changed between uh, verse 8 and um, here, and then verses 14. So when he speaks it again, he changes it a bit. All right, so he said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has any time entered my mouth. And then again here in verse 14, who will tell you the words by which you and all your household will be saved? All right. Entered my mouth. Instead of referring to the eating, he's talking about enter. Do you think there's a change or significance to that change, especially in verse 8? Not just referring to eating, but entering into my mouth. I think it comes back maybe uh, to Acts 10. 34. Let's look at that again. I'll read it to you. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, I, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. All right. So in truth, he, but he opened his mouth. Okay. So words come from his mouth and there's no partiality. And here he's talking about no unclean thing entering into his mouth. Right. Uh, what new information there is in verse 14, which I just referred to. Yeah, that he and his whole household um, would would be saved by the words that Peter would speak. We didn't have that when it was uh, told the first time. Uh, what does Peter remind them in verse 15? Yeah, at the beginning, the Holy Spirit fell on them, right? Referring again, the beginning being Pentecost. And then what word of uh, John does Peter remember? That John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized um, with the Holy Spirit. All right. So why did Peter agree to baptize them, that is, the Gentiles? Well, because they received the God had given these Gentiles the same gift that they had received, the gift of the Holy Spirit. All right. So he just lays it out. And what effect does this have upon his hearers, Peter? 
they were silenced. Of course, um, this should remind us of a couple occasions back in Luke volume 1. So uh, Luke, the gospel according to Luke, Luke 14, for example, with Jesus. Um, now it happened as he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they kept silent. And he took him and healed him and let him go. And then he answered them saying, which of you having a donkey or an ox who's fallen into a pit will not immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? And they could not answer him regarding these things, right? So he shows them their blindness um, through simple questions. Um, How about this? And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. This is after his death. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Right? They were silent. So Jesus silenced the Pharisees, and as he healed on the Sabbath, just then as he was silent in the tomb. Okay, meditation on this text. The works of Jesus in his death and resurrection stopped the mouths of his opponents, but opened the mouths of his people to declare his works among the nations. With the mouth, men declare the works of the Lord, and with their mouths, they eat the bread of life. Those who have been given the Spirit through the preaching of the Word are then brought to the altar to confess that faith in the Lord who died and rose for them. The saints at Jerusalem objected because they did not believe that the household of Cornelius confessed the same faith or had the same spirit. But Peter bears witness that they had been given the same spirit and confessed the same Christ, so that they had partaken of the same altar with them. So we examine the confession of faith of all before admitting them to our altar to eat with us and confess the Lord's death until he comes. So, altar fellowship is confessional fellowship. What you teach, what you believe, teach, and confess, uh, that's where you you commune. And churches that don't believe, teach, and confess, as you do, you don't commune there. All right. Fifth command, or excuse me, fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, let's confess it. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What does this mean? We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace, for we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us our trespasses. Do not look upon our sins or deny any of our prayers because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that you would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. Grant us your forgiveness, so that we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Wednesday, we pray for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the Word of God. For parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. On this June 23rd, we pray in Thanksgiving with Paul, who celebrates his birthday, with Gary and Barb, who celebrate their anniversary, 
Also with Barbara, she travels uh, for the LWML convention and to bless the work of the convention. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Jeremy, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Timothy, Janice, Sandy, Ken. Um, we also keep Kaylee uh, Wolner in our prayers. She had eye surgery two days ago. We also pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Roy, Willis and Janice, and Mickey. And for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially this month, Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong and nothing is holy, multiply your mercy on us with you as our ruler and guide so that we may pass through things temporal and not lose things, the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, to conclude, let's sing our hymn for this week. Today, your mercy calls us. Oh. 
Although we oft have wandered, it is our Father's home. Though all embracing mercy, oh, have our open door, what should we do without you when heart and I run o'er? When all things seem drive us to despair. We know one gate is open, what you will hear our prayer. All right, good to have you with us all today for our congregation prayer this Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. You can join us each morning at 9 a.m. for Congregation of Prayer. Um, I do want to say Thanksgiving. Thanks. I don't know if I've said this properly yet here, uh, but to all of you who have supported um, this work financially um, with your gifts, um, that's we've already have some of it in place, which is the um, um, the networking hardware, most of it, well, a good portion of it, um, but the essential parts of it are in place, and that's why we've been able to stream consistently here uh, from church this summer. So really think, thankful for that. Uh, it's lowered my stress level by about, oh, I don't know, a thousand percent or so, not to exaggerate. All right. So I'm really thankful for that. And uh, and that's all really due to you and your support. So again, thank you for that. All right. So uh, Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. And we'll see you again in the morning.